one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 72. 72. And we are quite a ways into this at this point. We're already a third of the way through our second year of doing this podcast, if you think about it. It's 52 the weeks in the year, and we're on week 20 of year two. My god. Better start planning out our next anniversary, Kaiser. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, episode 73, uh, incidentally, next week, is going to be our Christmas episode, because Ooh. when we record it, Christmas is like a week out, I think. Christmas is actually on a Saturday, so we're going to have one that releases on Christmas, and it will be a Christmas episode. Yeah, where are you going to be on Christmas? Uh, my parents. Oh, no, so, 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 I was going to say, so, save Christmas talk anyway for next week. Yeah, um. I'm kind of getting it. <laughs> on this episode, we talk about next episode. Yeah. Um, no, we've, we've got a few interesting things for topics. One, I am so eager to talk, talk about. I'm so eager to laugh about it, honestly. Yeah. Media. Blue's got a movie to talk about. I had a movie to talk about that I forgot about. Uh, but barring that, uh, I've been playing Halo Infinite and getting into the story, so... Could talk about that for a little bit. True, true. And then, Blue, you've got a new game for us to play in segment three. Yes, more from my ever-deepening madness. <laughs> <laughs> he says with a very crazy look on his face. All right, without further ado, Blue, the Cowboy Bebop Netflix series has been canceled after one season. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. So much good content was there. Shit. <laughs> As of, I think it was on Thursday, um, Netflix announced that they were canceling the season, the series. Fuck. Not gonna lie. And you'll see it when I eventually show you the clips of it, the mm. series. But the last clip of the series, which was like showing you the engineer guy, girl, boy, whatever, uh, was genuinely cringeworthy. Yeah. Just that last, that last clip really fucking. I'm <laughs> warning signs. I'm looking forward to, to going through that exercise. But yep. I'm not I'm not surprised. Like critics kind of were lukewarm about it. Um, a yeah. lot of people seem to have just like watched an episode and then tuned out. Or if they did watch the whole thing, they did it just to kind of go through it. Or like in your case, you know, you'd never seen the original, so that's the thing, I think it was absolutely for people who are new to the Cowboy Bebop. I think it did a great job in uh, bringing people to Cowboy Bebop. Because people who have watched it and then people have been like, this is shit, you should see the original. They've then gone and seen the original and now they're like, holy crap, this is amazing. Because it's an old fucking anime right now and it needed something to bring people back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was late 90s, I want to say. Um, but yeah, god... Still, anime is still uh, an absolute classic, and it's something that I think that even people that don't really care for anime could enjoy. Yeah, I uh, just it, it's a good story, and yeah. you know, anyone that likes fiction, I think they can get on board. But anyway, that that's all it was. It was a quick topic, but I just wanted to get it out there right in front because I saw that this morning, literally while I was eating breakfast, and I'm like, oh, we got to talk about. This. Because <laughs> we spent yeah. the last two episodes banging on about Cowboy Bebop in the media section, and then it's gone. Yeah, no, I fucking a full hour of it last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, so my topics, right? Uh, I'll start off with uh, there. I was, as you know, a lot happens in my head when uh, I'm on that bus. 
right? Oh yeah, more bus stories, okay. More bus stories from the Bussiverse. Uh, and a lot of content for the podcast actually comes while I'm sitting on the bus. Because I've got, like, I'm sat there for an hour and there's fuck all to do. And so I'm mm. just like, right, let's just think of something interesting to do and or talk about. Brainstorming time. And I was like, hmm. If I had, like... Whatever budget I wanted, and I'm not saying I, don't don't take advantage of the fact that you have an unlimited budget, and you could have whoever you wanted. Mm. What TV series would you produce? In like, try and be as creative as possible, and as something as different to what we've already got. What what would you kind of kind of go for? Uh, and I'll give you a second to think. No, I've already because... got this. Sorry, am I? Oh, you have? All right, fucking yeah. shoot then. Okay. So I've always been a huge fan. Of the 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 setting, and it's a setting that you don't see too often, mm. but the sort of like, um, you know, <sighs> have you ever seen the Battlestar Galactica series? I haven't, but I know what it's about. Okay, so essentially, it's you know, you've got this this tiny group of people, and they're kind of in this self-contained little group of ships and it's just them trying to get by and, and get on the, the sort of like desert island setting but not really a desert island setting like they're not yeah. deserted they're going for a place but they're so completely isolated that their own little bubble of people becomes like the entire world um, right okay an isolated community yeah but not only in but they and maybe they go to different places so there's other there's series that have done this well i think um like, uh, Farscape's a good example. Not sort of. Um, there's the anime Outlaw Star had a good, did a good job of this. Um, cause I, I like that, like, you got a small crew on a ship and then you do dynamics amongst them. But anyway, there's a story, there's actually a, a, a book that I tried to write. Um, mm. and I got a few chapters in before I dropped the concept because I wasn't kind of doing my own story justice. But do you know what the concept of a generation ship is? Uh, so it's when you set off in a ship and you expect them to like have children, and those children will be the, then be the ones that actually arrive at the destination, kind of thing. That yeah, yeah. And so that was that was the premise of the story was this giant like ship that had multiple tiers and environments inside of it, and it was the the sort of midway through the journey, it was seeing how the the society functioned on that ship, you know, the little interpolitics between the people, the, okay. um... So maybe, like, every season you'd have a big jump cut, and it'd be, like, the people who were young have grown up, maybe some people have died, and there are new people coming Yeah, in, and you can kind you of know. see how the things that happened in the previous season, they're, they're not directly Effects. influencing things that happen in the next season, but they're things mm. that, you know, that echo into that season. Uh, into yeah, that, that next season. So that that's if I had, could have designed a show, I'd want to make that show. I would want to take that premise that I started working on um, and mm. tried to make into a book and make that into a TV show. Like a like a time lapse of yeah of a generation ship. That'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. So uh, that's me. I was I was thinking about saying a bit more down to earth. What I would want to see is the juxtaposition between where it's like the TV series is focused on like. An assassin's agency, right? Mm -hmm. Except it's a comedy. So the the assassins would be the 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 agency is all about making things look 
uh, like an accident, obviously, because you know, being an assassin, you've got to kind of do things by by the books so Plain that destiny, it doesn't look yeah. like they haven't just been murdering people. Yeah, and but then also like they have their clients have like certain uh, requirements, should we say? Like in uh, like in fucking the Dark Brotherhood in Elder Scrolls, where you have to you can do a job any way you want, but if you do it in a certain way, you get a bit of extra payout, right? Yeah. So uh, I was like, okay, what would the first step to be? It'd be like um, the dude walks into his office, he's like, ah, I finished the job, and all very like noir kind of thing, right? Hmm. And he's like, ah, and you, the the bonus condition, did you complete it? It's like, yes, sir. And it cuts to, like, a picture of a guy. This is going to be a bit morbid for people out there. I'm sorry. Uh, a guy who is, like, hanging hmm. by a cuddle me Elmo. Like, something like that. Yeah, but, like, yeah. The, the guy was, like, uh, I don't know, undercut someone in a particular industry. And that was kind of, like, the big toy profit kind of thing. And so they use that against them. Or, I don't know. The they 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 set up the the murder so it looks like the guy fucking stepped on some Lego bricks, fell off his balcony and like fucking broke his neck or yeah, something. Yeah, Um Like just really creative ways of doing. Oh fuck. Okay. One. The last one I'll say. Uh, like. It's it's a guy who owns like a a, a brand of knife knives, right? Mm-hmm. And the assassin gets there and he's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be fucking easy. Just gonna grab one of his knives and shank him with it, right? Goes into the house. Turns out the guy's a knife collector. And the dude has no fucking idea which knife is the one that he actually, like, produces. Yeah. So he just ends up fucking putting, like, 50 knives in the guy. And he's just like, my job here is done. <laughs> Walking out. Um, I don't know. Something like that. I like the, the idea of the no, it, it, very it, serious grittiness combined with the comedy aspect. Yeah, you're... There's a couple movies that have kind of come close to that concept, but none that have really... So I'm thinking, like, um, the Hitman video games. The, there's the bonus objectives in there for, yeah. you know, killing yeah, people like in chandeliers very... chandeliers and stuff, yeah. Yeah, in very creative ways. But that's that takes itself a little bit more seriously. I thought you were going to say the Hitman film for a second there, and I was like, ooh, don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that film. I was, But no, the video games. And the... Mm. Um, have you ever played the video... Actually, I'm just thinking of video games. I'm not thinking of movies at all. Have you played the video game No More Heroes? Uh, I don't think I have. All right. Yeah, description. It's this weird Japanese video game for the Wii. And... Mm. Oh, well, then I definitely wouldn't have fucking yeah. played it. <laughs> I didn't play it either, but one of my roommates in college did. Um, okay. It So, here is the premise of the game. This guy, who's just a bit of a schlub and a nerd, mm. gets a lightsaber. A real one. A real one. Okay. For some reason. I don't remember exactly how he gets it. And he decides, well, I have a real weapon now. I'm going to become an assassin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just him going through these, like, progressively more difficult, like, anime boss fights against the League of Assassins so he can become <laughs> the best assassin. And in between, he's, like, mowing lawns and stuff to make enough cash to earn ends meat while he goes and fights the It's... It's such a goofy premise, but yeah. um, right off I the mean, bat, when you said like, "Watch him," didn't like get given like a fucking spanner and be like, "Man, I got a spanner. I'm destined to be an engineer now or a plumber." <laughs> Just, yeah, that was the series instead. <laughs> yeah, it's but it, it's not. Yeah, it's. 
<laughs> when, yeah, when, you, when you started to, when you said comedy movie about assassins, that was the first thing I thought of. But you went in a very different direction than that one. You're you're actually like, mm. I, I, I I honestly I'd love to see that because I feel like you could do some amazing like visual gags with the premise that you're making up. Like you yeah. go from, well, like you said, the 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 thing where you just they're giving the debrief and it cuts back to like how the body was left or what happened like with the knives and stuff and the whole prison things um yeah like i don't know if a guy has a uh is, is an alcoholic or something and the guy's trying to like fucking get him to drink too much mm. and the assassin's just sat across the table trying not to fucking pass out from drinking <laughs> while they're like challenging the other guy uh, <laughs> i feel like there's so much I, that's why specifically i said uh tv series not movie because i think in a movie format, it wouldn't work. I don't think. Yeah, a movie format, I think it would get probably get too rushed. Yeah, um, and you couldn't really fit. Min- you, with each episode, you could try a new kind of fun take on it. Mm. As opposed to on a movie, you'd have to like cram maybe three into one. Yeah, and it and wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't be as. And yeah. this is something that um, I, I can't remember. I so, somebody pointed this out to me uh hmm. like a year or two back maybe you actually no no it's long ago than that um but it seems like all the really good like creative media is on tv these days like really? not, not tv on youtube not not tv tv but in an episodic format oh yeah so when i say tv i'm talking about like netflix i'm talking about mm. amazon not Prime, the cinema about, kind of thing yeah yeah so like a cinematic movie in the classic like one to three hour format and just watch it in one sitting i think it doesn't have the time like people are actually like longer more complicated and interesting stories are becoming more appealing i think for people overall because you i mean you see that with the popularity of like some of netflix original series some of the prime series like um the expanse the actually the expanse uh, season six has just started uh, episode yeah. one came out. I'm, have you watched it? No, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm expecting for the next like ten episodes in a row of this to be the media segment. So on the expanse this week. <laughs> hey, Actually, you... no, it's probably going to be more like two weeks because you're just going to binge watch it. So that that's a you know th- this reminds me almost exactly a year ago. Mm. There was a dedicated bingo square to talking about fucking Vikings again because yeah. I was I was binge watching the Vikings series and so every week I was like oh I saw this on Vikings. You went through rocky patches with that though, so you kind of stopped watching it and then you started watching it again and yeah yeah it's um, the, it had a very slow season um, that just annoyed me but then it picked back up again and then a, an event happened in the series and I just dropped it all together. Hmm. Um, and it's it's a historical event, so I should have seen it coming, but still, I haven't gotten back to the series since. I see. Well, uh, I also put the question out mm-hmm. to uh, to the Kind Words community. Oh, right. Wholesome game. Yeah. So, uh, I got a few responses. Uh, I don't think any of them were as good as yours, to be honest, but... <laughs> Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll... Here we go. Uh, so, so, I said the... The way I phrased it was, fun question, if you have the time. If you had the budget and the actors, what kind of TV series would you make? Be as be creative as possible. Have an awesome day. 
Uh, and I came back with, uh, I would love to make a mini-series about the Annals of the Western Shore. It's a fantasy trilogy by Ursula K. Le Guin, and I'd love to do it in a more Studio Ghibli style of animation. Uh, have you heard of this trilogy? I have not. I have not either. An so it's kind of Annals of the Western it. Shore, was it called? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Uh, but you know, who doesn't love Studio Ghibli? Uh... The series features magic, but is much slower and more introspective than a lot of other fantasies. I'd love to do an episode or two or three per book. Don't really know what they mean by that, but okay. Uh, oh, I see, like, cut the book down into three episodes. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know this is... Uh, but, 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 yeah, he talks about not knowing who to cast, but frankly, I don't know any actors either, and I would have no idea who I would cast. Uh... Someone else says, I would adapt some video games as TV series. Because that always sin. works. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There, That's exactly what, yeah. Go I on. think there's been like exactly two good video game to TV adaptations. Yeah, which ones are they? I don't know, I can't think of them. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Transformers... Are they? But no, no. Transformers it, didn't start. It went the other games, way around. Yeah. yeah, Transformers was a TV show that was adapted into a toy Many line and a video shit game. Games and yeah. then a couple of really good games. Uh, anyway, they continue. Uh, saw numerous debates how movies are too short to represent a long game plot, but TV oh. series could be better. I do agree with that. I and that's that goes to what I just said. Like, they do that. The Expanse is an example of this. It's a book series. And rather than make it one movie and try to shove it all together, they yeah. made it a longer, more drawn-out thing. And that's a good point. Video, yeah. Maybe that's why video game movies have failed, as they try to shove too much into a short time period. Look, I'm sure you remember the uh, Assassin's Creed movie. Have you seen that? I, knew, I remember that it exists. I have not seen it. Yeah. I feel like they skipped over so many finer points that, yeah, I think if it was a TV series, they just made up take a little bit more time over it, I think it would have been excellent, but it they've, kind of just went and passed. They've turned um, video games into anime before. Um, the There's a really good PlayStation game I remember from back in the day, uh, PlayStation 2 game, Zone of the Enders, and they yeah, heard of it. It, it's real uh, like space mech game um, right, and it was an amazing game because you could. Well, I I found it to be amazing because it was one of the first of the time you you played this like hovering big giant robot thing, right? Hmm. And the combat in it was crazy because it was fully three dimensional, and you got a ton of mobility, so you could be dashing all over the place. You're upside down, right side up, you know, spinning around people, flipping over them. You got all these cool weapons to use. Tons of fun. And they made an anime out of it. And the anime wasn't amazing, but it was good. I see. So maybe... Anyway. I'm, maybe that's... Anyway, go on. Next Sorry, next I, I thought you'd finish. Uh, well, no, he continues. Uh, I would totally watch a series based on Homeworld. Uh, and in brackets, Deserts of Karak had a movie made out of cutscenes. Uh, I do not know what these things are. but Homeworld, I think I've played. I might have that in my Steam library. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Fantastic that, world, they say. I agree. I think that could be really cool. But the CG budget would be fucking astronomical. It really would. I do have Homeworld. Uh, yeah. I haven't played... Apparently, I didn't like it very much because I've only played a half hour of it. 
I see. I think yeah, I got do it. Yeah, do a quick breakdown of Bioshock Infinite for the themes of that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, first of all, the Bioshock games in general um, have kind of a 1920s art deco uh, kind of appeal to them. Uh, the mm. Bioshock Infinite series is about a um, sort of like a steampunk breakaway society that go off and they build this flying city um, called, I want to say it was called Columbia or something like that. Yeah, New Columbia, I think it was. Yeah, and it, so it flies up into the, the sky and they sort of worship the founding fathers of the U.S. as like mm. the, you know, they, they're, they're basically the 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 founding of the United States purists kind of people and so they've got this big society up in the clouds and um, you go up there at some point you're you're somebody from like down on the ground you go up there trying to find someone you're you're investigating something you're kind of like like a private detective or something like that anyway um, you have some mark on your hand and. They, they notice it and everyone immediately becomes hostile because you're some, that mark marks you as some kind of a evil person in their eyes or something. And then the whole rest of the game is you having swashbuckling adventures, using zip lines to fly around the city, discover what the mystery is, and save this, you know, mysterious girl who's being hunted as well on the island. Um, There's also heavy undertones of politics, which could be... It's something that isn't required for you to enjoy it, the game. Hmm. But if you want to delve deeper into the game, it has a lot of very... It has a very deep lore pit. Yes. <laughs> so I, I kind of glossed over it because it's just topics. But yeah, um, the, the game world is very well developed. There's a lot of background information on who these people are, why the city is where it is, what the founders, like what made them decide to break away and go off into the clouds, um, who this this girl is, who you are, why everyone is hostile towards you. There's a lot of... the. the it's probably the first Bioshock game that I beat the whole way through. Um, Bioshock 1 and 2, um, they're set kind of under the water and kind of the, the creepy nightmare aesthetic was not my thing. I much more liked yeah. the zip around the clouds on a zipline kind of feel. It's a lot more bright. It... it... It's it's a different kind of horror. It's mm. yeah. Anyway, they continue. Uh, other suggestions they have were like uh, life is strange, and they say it is closer to TV series than a video game already, and I totally agree with that. It's a decision based game where basically you don't have any control of the character aside yeah. from left or right. I I uh, I know they have like three life is strange games now. I've only played the first one, and it was it was pretty good. Yeah, I only have seen the first one. I just yeah. Uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Is that the th third one? Is no, that the that's the one? second one. No, the well, second one is the good one, right? I'm pretty sure it is. So te technically, it's in order. There's Deus Ex, Deus Ex: yeah. Invisible War, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Those are the four. No yeah, one I remembers Invisible Revolution War because it it like was, I don't know. I've beaten that game, and it's not bad, but mm. it's kind of uneventful compared to the others. I think I, I've really enjoyed Human Revolution, but I don't think it would translate well into a TV series. It's no. just kind of permanently depressing. If <laughs> well, I wanted to, I, I would argue, do the first Deus Ex as a movie. That one was a lot better. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, 
And they say, atmospheric text games like Sunless Sea or VA11 Hall A. I don't know what they are. I know what uh, Sunless Sea is. Sunless Sea is, yeah, that's yeah. the... Um, fuck. It's like on a ship, isn't it? Yeah, you, you have a ship and you're in the Untersee, which is this weird... And London's down there for some reason, and... Mm. You sail around and there are, like, Lovecraftian horrors and things that you have to navigate your crew through to do jobs. To be fair, you know me. Anything that has, like, Lovecraftian horror I would watch. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. they got a point. Uh, then they just finished their, their letter with game plots are often engineered better than movie plots. And, yeah. I think it's, that might not be fair. Because it's a media that you digest in a different way. So I always find myself much more engaged with a game's plot, much more invested in it, because I'm the one in the plot. Like, I'm actually interacting with the game, and so I always find myself getting a lot more engaged in those stories than I do. Like, it takes, hmm. it takes a lot more for a TV show to get me invested than it does for a game. Like, a game can have a fairly mediocre plot, but because I'm playing it, 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 I can get into it, you know? I think they kind of are at a bit of a parallel in that there are games where there is literally no plot. And at the same time, there are movies with absolutely shit plots. Mm. And vice versa, there's games with amazing plots and there's movies with amazing plots. So it's kind of hard to... You can't really say one's better than the other. It's just down to the studio that makes them. And yeah, and I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm I'm saying comparing apples to apples. You have a a movie with a mediocre plot and a game with a mediocre plot. I'm going to. I know myself. I'm going to get a lot more invested in the game because I'm engaging with it. Even though they both have a mediocre plot, the mediocre plot that I'm actually involved in and playing in. I'm going to enjoy more and be more invested in. But that's me. I, I Some people get back, more invested in movies. I think it comes back to the whole uh, horror thing that we keep talking about. I um, I think I'd probably get more invested in uh, TV shows and movies than I do in games. Um, and that's probably why I'm less freaked out when things go wrong in a game. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. we yeah we've we've said this multiple times. We've we've tried playing through a few horror games on the YouTube channel and trading off in particular playing them. And mm. my thing is, I can watch a horror movie, horror TV show, read a horror book. It doesn't really bother me or affect me. Um, but if I play, but horror video games like actually really freak me out. And I think it comes down to the fact that I'm playing them. I feel much more involved in that case. And blue, it's the opposite. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, next person. I'll fly through them a bit fast now. Uh, I've always thought a cool TV series would be The Hunger Games, but each episode slash few episodes is a different year, starting with the first ever Hunger Games and then going on from there. I've no idea who I'd cast, though. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so an... kind of like your generation ship. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Like, it's a similar premise. You're going through the history... In this case, you're going through a history... Well, I guess both of them are going through the history of a society. Yeah, like almost like a civilization's history. Yeah. You're kind of jumping in every 10, every 50 years, whatever, 
and then seeing how it started and then how it eventually fell. There um, is a very interesting. There's a game that I have been meaning to play. I have it sitting on my shelf, and I've had it sitting on my shelf for five years now, and I still mm. haven't played it. Um, the The series is called History of the Agarast War, or something like that. Um, each game is called something different, but the premise of the game, each game takes place over the course of multiple generations, and so you in each chapter you're playing as the descendants of the character you played in the previous chapter. And depending on what your character did in that previous chapter, it affects the character after that. It's a JRPG, and it's a very long game, which is why I've never gotten around to actually finishing it. Um, but I've heard good things, and I want to play it. But just thinking about the same concept, where you're going through gener a generational story. Hmm. And uh, the last letter I have is, I'd love to make a zombie apocalypse style show based off of a comic that I draw. It features a scientist, and in the beginning she hides out in a treehouse she builds to stay safe from the zombies. Uh, she spends time trying to make robots and other things like that. There's one project she works on, and eventually it does work, and the robot isn't sentient, but she makes him act like a friend so she has someone to talk to in the lonely times. Eventually she trusts the wrong people and her treehouse gets burnt down and she has to find another place. Um, interesting concept. Seems There's like a, a lot of different genres there. The zombies and the robots. I don't know. It's It depends on how you do it. Um, one thing that I've noticed mm. is you can have a completely ludicrous and ridiculous setting if mm. you're telling a story about people. As long as the, the core of the story is relatable, and then I think you can probably tell a story in whatever ridiculous setting that you want to. Yeah, I, I, I'm what what I think is throwing me is the treehouse bit because I'm like so I think of a treehouse I think of like a, one in the backyard of someone's house, right? So do I, yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, is this going to be like a, a child's one but it's zombies but maybe the zombies are like plants versus zombies zombies where they're like not actually very scary um um or is it going to be like a fucking you know avatar giant fucking tree where they have like a space base essentially built into the side of this massive tree and eventually so, some rioters burn it down or something I, I i'm just thinking here that that's do you remember the beginning of the Walking Dead Telltale Games series, the one with Clementine. With Clementine in the treehouse. Clementine in the treehouse, that's where uh, Lee meets her right in the beginning of the series. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's what I thought about like right there. Yeah. It depends on how like, I think it depends on the, like, the, the talent of the writing staff behind that concept, because you could tell a story about somebody who's alone and isolated just in in their treehouse like that trying to get by and then that could be a major plot point where you know they lose the treehouse and it was their one safe place their their one little bu bubble yeah. of their own space you could tell a very compelling story in that with that concept but you'd have to <laughs> you gotta make sure that you're not a hack writer and then yeah the whole the whole robot thing being is uh, is something that you make can you make it can you form a connection with something that isn't technically alive kind of thing? Mm. Um, something that uh, 
Detroit Become Human tried to do as yeah. a plot and fucked up horribly. Pretty bad. Um, actually, I, I say that. I, I've heard people have good say good things about it, and I've heard other people say bad things about it. So It depends on how much you like melodrama. Yeah. I know you weren't a massive fan. No. There were some characters I liked. I really liked playing the um, uh, the lead investigator. So, quickly. Mm, the detective. Yeah. Detroit Become Human is a video game, a very cinematic video game where you follow. It's in the future. They're humanoid androids. Um, some of them are treated well. Some of them are treated, like, properly. But they're machines. So, who cares? Um... And you follow the plotline of three people, a, like a maid android who is owned by this like out of work, depressed drug addict guy and his mm. daughter, um, and um, oh, oh. run away. And uh, you also play uh, as the. Yep. What am I trying to say? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. A lead investigator android who is out there to try and deal with androids that have either run away, malfunctioned, or whatever. And so he's on loan to the police. He's my favorite one to play. That guy's awesome. Because um, he... I think it's Clancy Jones? He, he teams up with this old grizzled detective, and their chapters and their fucking budding bromance is probably the best thing about that game. And then you play as this android that's owned by this old artist who has a deadbeat son. And he's honestly the least interesting. And you're wow, back just that's in time. that's why I come back to <laughs> Just call me the least interesting. I see how it is. No, I was talking about... Moment the, I even it's spreading propaganda about yourself. <laughs> I was talking about the artsy android who I... By the end of the game, I hated him so much that, yeah. like... Oh, not even... Not just him. I just hated his plotline. Like... That there was a big, like, riot that was going on, and you had to do a bunch of quick-time events to make sure he didn't die. I put down the controller and went out to the kitchen to make a snack. And when yeah. I got back, he was dead, and I didn't have to play as him again. It was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, oh, there's one other tiny topic I had that I just want to okay. fly through. I know we're... Uh, we're over, but yeah, we we got a we got a couple minutes. Throw it in there. Uh, have you heard of a game called Monster Hunter Stories? No. It's a Monster Hunter game. That is an anime. Aren't they all? No. Oh, I'm thinking of the anime Monster <laughs> no. Hunter from the '90s. No, no. Uh, so no. There was Monster an anime Hunter... and video game from the '90s called Monster Hunter. I but you're talking about. Like the Monster Hunter World series, yes. Game, okay. So, so Monster Hunter is like a a, a realistic looking um, uh, game where you kind of play as like a kind of tribal dude, and you fight like these dragons and dinosaurs and mythical monsters. And then you turn their body parts into weapons and armor. Exactly, or cute accessories for your pet cat. Yeah, and. Uh, this game, yeah, takes it and makes it completely anime. It's kind of like... It's so weird because before I even God. knew about... Before I even knew about these games, I watched the Monster Hunter anime from the, mm. <laughs> from the 90s, and I played the Monster Hunter video game for the PlayStation where you got new monsters by putting CDs in your PlayStation. Musical CDs, right. and it would just randomly generate a monster for you. 
I see. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, uh, the yeah, it's it's quite a quite a difficult, quite an intense learning curve game. Uh, this anime one fucking throws the book out the window. Um, the combat is no longer uh, like running around swinging at this thing's fucking legs. It is now turn-based and you have like allies with you who basically do far more damage than you can ever possibly do anyway. So there's literally kind of no point in you playing because your ally does more damage than you. So... Go on. I'm, I'm looking at images of it and it does look... Yeah. It, it is very anime but I can kind of see is. how it, it fits. Also... I'm thinking of the anime Monster Rancher. Right. Okay. Not Mon it was called Monster Rancher. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so the combat's completely different. Um, you don't actually... You're, okay, you're put in the game, and it's like there's these monster riders, and there's the monster hunters, right? And you're a monster rider. Okay. So you're not even a monster hunter. And the difference between monster hunters and monster riders is that a monster hunter will go out there, it'll kill the beast, will salvage its body, and fuck off back to the camp. Monster rider will do exactly the same thing, except they'll steal one of the creature's eggs first, so that they can get its baby to fight alongside you and you can ride on it. Which is cool, don't get me wrong. But I didn't need that separation, and especially if you're going to call the game Monster Hunter, and then not be a monster. And in fact, they make the Monster Hunters kind of the villains in the game. This um, would be like if they on. made a Pokemon game where it's called, like, Pokemon Saffron or something like that, and you just play as Brock trying to chase women instead of I actually... I thought you were going to say play as Team Rocket, which would also apply. That, actually, that would be fun. I'd love to do that. Um, Just fucking steal but, people's Pokemon all game. But yeah, like... Oh, I don't know. It's it's not Monster Hunter in the, in the classical sense. Uh, it, it, it's a great game for kids, I have no doubt, because it's also turn-based, so you, like, you don't have to... You know, you can really fucking take your time to think about what you're doing. Uh, it works on a rock-paper-scissors-based... Um, combat style one thing beats another that thing beats another thing and then that beats the first thing um, yeah I don't know it's it's not a fan. I, I only played the demo because I'm cheap <laughs> uh, and it's on the switch it's like 50 pounds so the average switch price yeah that's like 65 dollars yeah it's most every switch game in the US is 60 bucks Right, there you go. Um, and, yeah, so I got the end of the demo. Mm -hmm. And you know how um, you kind of, you get the end of the, the, the story of something and then you, you go back and you play the side quests, right? So I, I finished the game. I was like, fuck, hell yeah. Uh, saved the game, came back to it the next day, right? Loaded the game and it just came up with the, thanks for playing the demo. Boots me back to the main screen. Meaning, it doesn't actually let you, which really fucking annoyed me at the time, go back. Because I was, like, skipping past all the side chicks. I was like, I'll do that later. 
Uh, I had to load it. Fortunately, there was a, an autosave that was just before I'd finished the game, which meant I could keep the fucking save file, basically. Yeah. Um, and also, weirdly, in the demo, they limit you to a single save slot. I mean, it, all of these things make sense, because they, they want you to play the game and get a taste for it, but they don't want you to be able to do too much with the demo. Oh, well, the only things I had actually left to do were do some... The, the side quests for this were, like, pick up five toadstools and uh, get a herbivore egg, which I hadn't even realized you could get the herbivore eggs until after I'd completed the demo. Mm. And I kind of got the egg, and I was like, oh, okay. It's just a shitter version of the carnivores, which you get naturally. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wasn't very impressed with it. Not gonna lie, uh, too too e very much too easy, um, especially for a Monster Hunter game. Didn't look all that great, and I do kind of like anime-looking games. This was not not your thing. No, yeah. it just wasn't. All right, Quite repetitive as well. Well, uh, anyway, yeah, sorry, that was all my spiel for that. <laughs> maybe I'll check out the demo for a video. But all right, yeah. well. We're already over, so let's move on to media. This is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment two. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, and no movie night this week. But Blue's been watching a movie with Alicia. I was yep. watching a TV show when I was over in France that I've actually started to really enjoy. And Blue did finish Squid Game. Uh, it's something we didn't get to last week because we were going over the entirety of the rest of Cowboy Bebop and watching my soul slowly leave my body. Um, but yeah, mm. so let's get that, start off with that. We'll go over, uh, I want to, we need closure. We talked about Squid yeah. Game for a few episodes. We need to know our thoughts on the ending, so... Uh, so I think the last time we talked about it, we uh, we were at the marble. It was the marble episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what was the challenge after that? The challenge after the marble episode is where they're hopping across the glass. Okay, it is that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, but uh, the big plot reveal uh, is when they get back from the marble episode. The annoying chick's still alive. Oh yeah, I fucking saw that. You 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 called you saw it coming, but I, I was doing my best to keep my poker face on when you were describing yeah, it. Yeah, no, you did good. I uh I didn't get any clues from you. I just kind of fucking guessed it out myself. Um yeah, no big surprise. The uh people in the Hotline Miami masks were there. Yeah, they the people they uh, just got like five ostensibly businessmen yeah they, and they they are like yeah you guys can sort of speak english go for it sounds sleazy yeah and, and then the the one token asian guy who's incredibly intelligent and not saying anything and like all the other dumbasses in the room <laughs> um and then the fucking weird um rapey dude who always gets his head blown off and honestly he should have done i i loved how badly it's it you could tell some of those english parts were written by somebody who had a token understanding of you know some innuendo and stuff in english but not enough to like properly direct the people speaking in english 
Right. Um, because their their dialogue comes off as very forced and awkward in a lot of cases. Like when the mm. fat rapey guy is like, oh, I, I'm gonna choose this guy because he's number 69. I think that was just just a bad joke, honestly. That, but that's what uh, I mean. Is, it, is the writing was done by someone with enough understanding of English innuendo to kind right, of get okay. that, but not enough to not make it awkward. I see, I see. Um, but yeah, I, I want to know what um, childhood playground game, because they have all been based on childhood playground games so far, involved jumping over uh, potentially hazardous glass panes. I, know, I was thinking maybe like hopscotch, floors, lava, something like that. The only way I think of that is from Takeshi's Castle, and that is definitely not for children. <laughs> um, hopscotch, no, because you you're not avoiding the point of hopscotch isn't to avoid the fucking <laughs> one of the pains. Uh, I felt like they ran out of ideas for this. Is what I'm saying. So, at least I don't know if this is just a variety I played when I was a kid, but you would um, you would throw a rock. And it would land on one of the things, and you had to avoid that thing when you were hopping. I guess, but that's still kind of not the game. Like, I all agree. the other games are very strongly... I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's a strong analog for this. Um, no. They just... I don't know. Yeah. They, 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 well they, needed a, they needed a way to kill off a lot of people really fast, I think is what it comes down to. Yeah, in a dramatic way. I would have personally, you know, in the playground where you get like uh, the two skipping ropes and oh yeah, across from two people, and then you do the. Except one guy like trips up, or like the the ropes are made of like blades or something, and just fucking <laughs> dice a guy, or like someone trips up and then just immediately gets fucking bazookaed from the roof. I don't yeah, know. I should describe the um, the game that they're playing uh, in this round is there are two rows. Of glass separated by a gap and then just a giant pit below them where you fall to your death and one of the panes of glass is this tempered heavy-duty glass that can support like 500 pounds and the other one is just normal glass so you step on it you crash through and you die and they all had to pick vests that decided what order they went in and so the people who go first are fucked because they have to make like a one in a billion like chance choice to get across the ones at the end are fucked because if the people in front of them are too slow, they're not going to make it to the other end in time. Um, anyway, the game goes about as much as well as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah it. I, I think it, I felt personally, I felt it was the weakest of the games. Um, I agree with that. And yes, yeah, so I'm gonna just kind of push past that. Only three people uh, got out the other end, and they were all main characters. They were main character himself mm-hmm. there was the girl who North Korean defector uh, girl yeah and there was asshole friend yeah childhood friend that's also a businessman who's also in debt and also a little sleazy yeah I was waiting for the yeah uh, for that bit at the end um, then they get served a very nice banquet meal and they're all given knives and yeah. it's quite obvious that they're meant to stab each other um the girl actually gets hit by a shard of glass in the end of the game we were just talking about, and so she's already bleeding out. Yeah. So the asshole friend goes and slits her throat when the good guy is 
not watching. Yeah, he he goes to try and like beg for medical attention for her, and then the door opens and but they walk through with a coffin and he turns around to have seen like his friend standing over her body with you know, throat cut. Yeah. So. Uh, which honestly, I would love to have seen the uh, camera angle of the guy like tiptoeing across the hallway while the guy's banging on the door with his knife out. Because <laughs> it was a long way. True. I mean, it, that, but that would have been funny. The way they did it was more dramatic, which I think oh, is yeah. what they were going for. Um, and so there's two people, and then they do the the final the yeah. the Squid Game itself. Yeah, the, the titular Squid coming. Game. Yeah. Because they explained the rules of it in the very first episode. So mm. we all knew it was coming. But um, And... And appropriately it happens in the middle of a giant rainstorm. While the rich yeah. people look down from on high. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of poetic injustice. Um, they're, they're, the, the good guys kind of like just dominating the asshole who's normally super fucking smart but isn't for this one apparently and he gives him like chances and he doesn't want to kill the guy even though he's an asshole mm. and the asshole's like I'm such an asshole and stabs himself Yeah, uh, which I, is just a fucking relief see what, what I, I took away from that is that the main character like he's he's never really been determined up until this point like the 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 asshole friend has been trying his hardest to to make it to the end and win and has been ruthless mm. about it whereas the main character has still been trying to be that kind of easygoing friend to a lot of people like he tries but he all any he, but he's never really done it with like grit and seriousness until the end here and then he just the the friend isn't used to him being that determined and he catches him off guard that's how i took that final scene but you're right, yeah. yeah I they're... think my my biggest problem was that the only characters I gave a shit about were the Indian dude, the girl after the marbles game, mm -hmm. and to a certain aspect, the, the old man, but we'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and they were already dead, and so... Sorry, dead. And so, like, there was... I don't know, I, I, I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was... It was over very quickly as well, hmm. and I, yeah. I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but I I also liked that uh, friend character a lot more than you did, because I'm a fan of a good like a good antagonist, like a good like because he he did some horrible things and he's definitely you know unforgivable things, hmm. but they gave his character enough gray area and enough. Um, Enough things that I, I was able to kind of, I was able to empathize with him enough that it made him a good antagonist. Like the best antagonists are the people you can kind of see a bit of like, like they're not just pure evil. Like after he's not just the, after the marble game. I just saw him as scum. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I've taken it all in context because in context, like. He's known this guy for, what, like, a couple weeks? Um, but if he loses this game, not only does he die, but his entire family is ruined. His mother's going to be caught carrying all of this debt that he has. She's going to lose his, her home. So, yes, he does horrible, scummy things. Um, but 
you can still like sort of see you know how he's justifying it to himself I'm not saying it's right I'm not saying I would do it but there's enough like there for me to see him as a human character rather than just a pure scumbag um Anyway, so the main character is lost survivor. He gets gassed and thrown out of a limo on just a side street and a crazy fucking fanatic of Christ, I guess. Yeah, and... Kind of just leaning over him. They just give him, like, they give him a debit card with all the cash on it, and it's like, anyone could just steal that from right next to him. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they do literally come back to him and say, you haven't used your card, do you want a new one? So I guess... That, that he could have, in theory, gotten a new card. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he doesn't use any of the money that he got. Um. He finds the uh the girl's brother, younger brother, and mm. oh, um, sends him to live with his the asshole friend's mother. He also finds out that um. His his mother is dead and died while oh, he was yeah, stuck true. inside there. Um, yeah, but it's all that fucking coming. He also does give asshole uh, brother's mother like a whole fuckload of cash, which I thought was good because she was kind of an innocent victim and everything. Yeah, no, she was. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, and yeah, so he spends a whole bunch of like years just bumming I around, guess, making his own money and just living off what comes to hand and he also dyes his hair like a lesbian yeah no that's afterwards that's after the yeah okay yeah. fine yeah you're, um, I'm, I'm I'm skipping ahead so the bank manager calls him in and he's like you haven't spent any of the money uh do you want me to move it around or something I can't remember it was a yeah he, he's basically no well he's yeah he's offering to do financial planning invest it into the market that sort of thing because hmm. typically you uh, don't just sit on a right. million dollars in cash and he's just like nah, I'm good goes off and buys a beer sits on the beach and then uh, finds out that the old man who's in squid game with him is still alive and mm. in a, a building nearby. So he goes to the building, finds the old man on life support. He's about to die. In the most baller hospital room ever. It is the entire floor mm. of a skyscraper that has just been completely cleared out. And he just has one bed in the corner with a grandfather clock and a life support machine. And he's just looking out the window. I just... <laughs> that... It's a bit tropey. It, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was like the classic, um, the classic villain's lair where he's just like, just, just to prove a point, I own this entire floor, but I yeah. don't own any furniture. Yeah. Um, John, do the, I, I, I can't even be asked to describe the last scenes okay. because they were so fucking dull. Yeah, this is, this is my kind of where I, I was starting to lose interest. I was kind of just, I'd watched... I watched the series for the games, but so he goes up and he talks to the old man. The old man reveals that he um, is, you know, he's made his fortune by lending money to like desperate people and stuff. He's basically a loan shark, and um, he, as a result, he's kind of become part of this society 
with all of these super rich people that are just looking for thrills. And so they have these games all throughout the world and they, they go to them and whatever. And he's in charge of the one in Korea. And then this year, because he realized he was going to die, he actually did have a terminal diagnosis. He wanted to play in the game himself. Like he's like, it, and then that's why he, he didn't join the other rich old people when they were watching near the end because once he had experienced the thrill of actually playing the games he felt alive again he felt like he was a, a child again playing these games and so he couldn't go back and do that and then um he has this very like morbid philosophy that no one will ever help anyone else and you know, he's a very, a very cynical outlook on life and so he makes like one final bet with the um the main character there's this like drunk homeless guy on the street and it's snowing and he makes a bet that before midnight no one's going to help that guy and the guy will freeze to death and um i can't remember what exactly they bet but so the, the old man bet that uh fuck, i can't remember what the old man wanted but the, the other guy was like if i'm right i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah, and what happens is it, it hits midnight, and just before midnight, this woman who walked by had gone off to get a police officer and come back and help the guy, and the old man, like, literally just dies at midnight, and the main character's, like, getting angry at him. He's like, you saw it! You saw that I won, right? You saw that I was right! And yeah. um, it's kind of left ambiguous if he actually did. Then he goes and dyes his hair bright red for some reason. He like he goes to a hairdresser and sees a woman's haircut with bright red hair on the wall. He's like, make me look like that. Yeah. He looks hilarious after that. And then he it cuts to him like in a nice suit and he's getting on a plane to go see his daughter and he's getting his life back together. And he happens to see somebody else playing the same game, the slapping game that he played in the very beginning that got him into the squid game to begin with and he realizes oh god this stuff is still going on and then instead of doing the intelligent thing which would be to just enjoy the rest of your life go off be a father to your daughter like you promised you would when you got out of here and keep doing good works and make the world a better place no he decides he's gonna go back and take on the squid game people to be fair though that has nothing to do with the story that is only to do with the fact that Netflix wants another series of it yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. I hated that ending. I absolutely because he what he should have done is got on that plane and done everything he could to live a good life and put like you know, you know, make the world a better place in his own way. You don't have to be a vigilante and go off and. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I hated the ending. Yeah, it wasn't great ending. Um, but at the end of the day, everyone just watched the show for the games because it and was the shocking and interesting. The games were a lot of fun. The the dynamic between the characters, like who was going to betray who, where the alliances were going to go, how the game... I loved all of that. Although, tell me one single game, aside from the Marvel game, where if the old man had failed, he how could he have survived it? So, I've actually seen a couple theories about this floating around online. Okay. Um, there, there are hints that he's not actually a player in some of the earlier episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I called it from the very first, like, fucking episode that you see him. When, when I say hints, like, the, the, that episode you're talking about, not the fact that he's happy, that when you see it from the robot's eyes and it's targeting people... He's an avatar. It, it doesn't target him at all. 
Okay. So even like, cause it, even the, the standing still people, it'll target them and just check if they're moving, but he doesn't even get highlighted. Right. Um, okay. How does he get away with the honeycomb? I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I guess they could fire a blank into him, but then there'd be no blood. Okay, I guess that would work. Um, the tug of war, straight up death. No way that they can save him on that. Very true. Yeah. But I think that's kind of implied in his speech at the end. Like, there was still a chance he could die. Like, because he, he had a terminal diagnosis, and he talked about having the thrill of playing the games again. So I think there, it's implied that there was a risk of him dying, but he had advantages that the others didn't. And which I also think is really fucking hypocritical, because they murdered the Doctor for having even, like, yeah, the slightest clue. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Like, one thing we will guarantee you is that everything is fair. <laughs> Except for the old man. He gets to cheat. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And yeah, again, the Stepping Stones one. If he stepped the wrong one, he's fucked. I mean, maybe they would have shown him which the right path was. I yeah, guess, but, but... I doubt he would... He must have a very fucking good... Because it was 20... It was 20 sheets of pain between the start and the end. Yeah, but I think he wouldn't have been participating at that point. I think, like... I mean, it's kind of contrived. Like, he probably would have found a way to slip out before that Die game. Die in the marble one every time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess... Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I will watch the second season when it comes out. I yeah. just hope it... I really hope they do a good job with it. Um, yeah, yeah, because if they're going to, like, contrive and force a second season, hopefully it'll be good. It'll be hard to capture that same kind of mystery and magic. Because like, really mm. what I want to see is I want to see more games and more characters all, you know, going through that same sort of... Yeah, also, the detectives, the detectives' work just all went to shit. Oh yeah, I completely forgot Jack. about that. Yeah, the detective's brother is apparently frontman, and he shoots him in the face or the shoulder, and he falls off a cliff. I don't know. Ambiguously, I, but we assume he's dead. The detective subplot was so boring and uninteresting for me. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't find it boring. It just it didn't. Nothing changed. It didn't. Nothing happened. Um. Yeah. Anyway, what, uh, your, your series? The series I watched uh, is, um, called Counter... Counterpart? Counterpart. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's a Prime series, or if Amazon just has the rights to for it right now. Um, but, uh... Oh, what's the guy's name? The guy that voices... The guy that plays, uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the original Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, I think his last name is Simmons. Pictures of Spider-Man. J.K. Simmons. I want Spider-Man's ass in my... I can't do his voice. He's got that gritty, like... You want Spider-Man's ass on your desk? My goodness. Yeah, I, I can't remember <laughs> what he said. He has, like, a bunch of lines about how he wants him taken down. and. Yeah, yeah. And then that classic laugh meme. Yeah, so, just uh, the... Gif. the... <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Um... But anyway, him. He, yes. He's the main character in this series. It's set in Amsterdam. And, um, yeah, interesting. And it's about... It's a plot about, you know, during the Cold War, somebody 
this secret project accidentally caused a opening between two parallel dimensions. And from yeah. that point, the two timelines start to diverge. An opening. Yep. And there's not not like that. There's a... He's making a hand motion. I'll leave that up to your imagination. That's because you were doing that hand motion. That's all I'm saying. I was anyway. doing a completely innocent hand motion. You made it dirty. Um, anyway, there was... The, the show... Like, it's less about the sci-fi around how this portal works and more about okay. how they've maintained, like, relations, diplomatic relationships between the two sides. And there's a whole... Like, they've got diplomats coming from one dimension to the other because because they've diverged, you know, the sides have different technology. So, like, one side is better with medicine, and so they've, they'll give medical technology, but then the other side is better with, like, some forms of engineering, and so they send that stuff over there. And, and it's basically about... It's almost a cold war between the two... There's also spy games where they've got, um, you know, people going over there to run interference and spy on the other side. And The main character, uh, he is, like, just a low-level tech there. He doesn't know that it's a different dimension thing. He knows that his job... He's, like, there to receive messages. He goes into a room. The room is locked. And he has a code list. And there's a guy mm. on the other side of the glass that comes in with a code list. And they say some passphrases to each other. They check some certain boxes, put the codes into a sealed envelope, and then they can't talk to each other other than that. They leave the room, submit it, then some other people analyze it and get what they actually say. He's been at this job for like 29 years, and he's looking to get promoted. Can't happen. Because um, he, he's looking How to get... How do you get promoted from writing down random words on a piece of paper that you don't understand? Um, the same way you get promoted in every government job. Nepotism. Uh, so, they go through and, um, at some point when, like, he gets called in by his boss and into, like, an emergency meeting and they're like, we need you to be in a room. So he's in this dark, like, back room, interrogation room. A guy gets let in with a bag over his head and they take the bag off and it's him. It's the other right. him from the other dimension. Yeah, and it, it's revealed that that other him is actually like one of the spies from the other dimension. Like he's one of the uh, intelligence operatives, so he's significantly more competent than the one on this side. Yeah, and so the two of them, it, the, the plot is them trying to unravel this mystery. So okay. from the perspective of the guy, the the guy in our dimension, who was just like a low level operator, like he didn't know any of this shit was going on. It's him slowly beginning to understand this whole world of, like, the politics between the two dimensions. Um, yeah. He finds out that there's, like, an assassin coming over from that dimension who's trying to kill someone in our dimension, and they have a personal connection to him, and he knows nothing about it, and the, the other one from his side is still keeping secrets, and he, like, it's not clear why he's needing to interact with his other self. Um, and it's just... It's, shenanigans ensue. Yeah, the 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 sci-fi. It's not like hard sci-fi. Like there's the other dimension thing is just a background plot point. Really, the real meat of the series is um, it's it's almost like Cold War politics and spy games. Like that. That's the core of the plot, and it's really, I don't know, I, I'm really enjoying it, and it's just really fun to watch. 
Oh, that's a TV series, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on episode four or five right now. I see. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah. We got a tiny bit of time left. Yeah, we, yeah, we got time. We got time for uh, your, your movie. We watched Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah, first um, Squiddy Boy uh, mm. movie. What's the word I'm looking for? Davy Jones. Yeah. Davy Jones uh, Locker. Yeah, I think we also watched because we were watching it on Disney Plus. I think it, they have the extended version because there were scenes that I didn't remember happening. Mm. Like uh, the wedding between the main female character and the the guy equivalent character Will Turner and yeah, uh, Will Turner and Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth. yeah uh, that was happened at the beginning of the film I didn't remember that happening previously um, I, but yeah they were getting married and then they get arrested and it's raining and miserable I don't remember practically anything that happens in the second movie uh, you will do when I briefly brush over it uh, the Cannibal Island don't remember that one. Where Jack's made the chief and... Okay, yep, I remember they that. They want to eat him. Yep. Uh, they... Uh, Jack hands it... Well, sends Will over to be like... Oh, when you meet Davy Jones, just so you know... Uh, fulfilling the debt from oh. Captain Jack Sparrow. And it's actually just like... Putting him deeper in the shitter. Yeah, yeah. The uh, debt is him meet, turning him over, yeah. Yeah, uh... But then Dave Jones is like, fuck you, you owe me a hundred souls, this is one. Um, bring me 99 more souls in the next three days. Will's father is part of Dave Jones' crew, Bootstrap Bill. Yeah, cause, right, because in the first movie they talk about how they tied him to things and threw him over the water. I don't know if they say that in the first one. I don't even know if they say that in the second one. They, um, no, they say, yeah. it, they say it in the first... In the first movie they talk about how they can't cure the curse because... Um, Bootstrap Bill, they, they the joke they make is they, uh, they tied some weight to Bootstrap's bootstraps and then threw him overboard. Yeah. Uh, they, they talk about him uh, being thrown overboard and him like being on the the bottom of the ocean briefly before he died and how he did. Anyway, but they didn't talk about the, the bootstraps thing. Um, so... Uh, everyone is after Davy Jones's heart. Um, there's a lot of honestly, there's a lot of crap. Um, <laughs> there's the Commodore who was chasing Jack Sparrow, but got destroyed by like a tornado, and but he survived. But he's like a piece of shit now. That's been fired from the Navy, so he joins Jack's crew. Uh, they make it to the island with the heart chest on. Uh, Will Smith. Steals the key for Will Smith. <laughs> Will Turner. <laughs> you ain't never seen a power like me. I'm just. <laughs> That's Robin Williams. Oh wait, no, right. There's Will Smith is the genie in the yeah. new one. I haven't yeah, seen that yeah. one yet. I just the, these movies, they're all merging <laughs> together. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the key. So they get they all turn up in the aisle at the same time, and they get the chest. They have that weird fight scene on the uh, water wheel that was on, like, every advert at the time. Um, I remember that scene and how fucking stupid I thought it was when I saw that in the theater. Yep. 
Uh, they're fighting over the chest. The the ex Commodore asshole guy manages to get the heart and escape without anyone noticing. David Jones chases Jack. Jack realizes he doesn't actually have the heart, even though he thought he did. And he oh, he has his jar of dirt, of course. Hmm. Um, I got a jar of dirt. Uh, do you not remember that? Nope. Oh, it's great. Um, he's like flaunting the fact he has a jar of dirt to Davy Jones, but he doesn't actually have the heart in it, and he doesn't realize. Um, uh, Captain Jack's Black Pearl outpaces the Flying Dutchman because mm. it has the wind on its side. And. It ends on a cliffhanger, doesn't it? Sort of? Yes. So, uh, they. So, David Jones is, is, is not catching up with them, so he's like, alright, fuck it, we're firing the Kraken at them. <laughs> they launch the Kraken. Um, everyone on the Black Pearl's like, oh fuck, the Kraken's coming. We have. To, oh no, they have to. They fight the Kraken briefly, they blow off a bunch of its tentacles, but every like 10 seconds it has HP regen, so it just keeps coming back. Yeah. Uh, they do a lot of damage, and it has like a minute's cooldown before it attacks again. Oh, so no, they're like, okay, this. we'll jump in a, a little boat and sail for shore, so the Kraken doesn't notice us. Uh, Elizabeth ties Jack to the mast of the, mast of the Black Pearl. Yep, this is the piece I remembered. And yeah, then Jack's like, ah, fuck. Oh well. Uh, breaks away from the mast. And then just walks into the mouth of the Kraken with his sword drawn. Yeah. Uh, Fucking G way to go down. Yeah. Uh, uh, then they go to the Lady of the Swamp. Whatever her name is. Well, I'm not going to say her real name because it gives away third stuff. The third film. But um, Lady of the Swamp is like, if you want to save him, you'll have to go to the ends of the earth. And that's what the third the movie's the called. Film. Yep. Uh, and then Barbosa appears with his monkey. And that's the big cliffhanger that it, leaves, it drops on. Yeah. Well, the other thing, I really like it. The other thing is with Jack walking into the Kraken. Like that, I remembered that part about him standing on the ship, and I actually thought that's where the film ended. Um, I'd completely forgotten about Barbosa showing up at the end. Oh, yeah, it's the most significant point near the end is him walking into the Kraken. Uh, yeah. It was a, it's maybe even better than the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Um. Yeah. For certainly for a sequel, because sequels are always not as good as the original. Considering that it's on par, I think that's quite impressive. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and maybe I'll I'll watch it again because I still haven't canceled my Disney Plus subscription. Um, mm. I certainly I can probably give you a plot for plot description of the first movie. The second one, like I just have vague recollections of a couple things that happened in it. Problem like, with the second one is that the second and third because they are essentially one. They're one, they kind yeah. of blend together, and so it's kind of hard to remember the sequence of events. Yeah, it's one um, two-part movie. I honestly, that wheel mm. scene that you were talking about, I could have sworn that happened in the third movie. Right, yeah, no. Uh, it's because they're fighting, fighting over the chest, but then they leave the chest there to fight each other. Some other people run off with the chest, and so now, now they're yeah, fighting they, with the key that Will has. And they have the big sword fight inside the hamster wheel as they're going down, and yeah, I, I, I remember yeah. it. And, I don't know. It's alright. I find as I get older, my um, interest in overly long action scenes get 
it's less and less. I feel like you watch Pirates of the Caribbean for the comedy moments, though. Yeah. I, Specifically, I, the Captain Jack. Exactly. Actually, I was about to say. So, some <laughs> of the pi- other pirates are quite funny. Yeah. But no, I the whole draw for Pirates of the Caribbean was literally Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Like, um, I I do actually think that Barbosa is a fucking badass. I love his style. Yeah. Um, it, well, especially in the first movie, I loved the dynamic between him and Jack, like the mm. scenes they were in together, because you get the like the there's clearly some history there. Yeah, it was kind of like Barbosa was his his stepfather almost. Yeah. Jack was like that disappointing son that he didn't really want around. Yeah. And Jack was a bit like, oh, fuck you, dad. You took my ship and my people from me. Well, that's, that's the thing. You, you had this great dynamic between them because Barbosa had, like, this ferocity and gravitas, whereas Jack mm. had this, you know, um, cleverness and charisma. And so the two of them played off very well against each other, I thought. I never got, though, why the... the the undead monkey, right, is still undead, whereas all the rest of the crew are not undead anymore. They're just living. I because the the Jack spends whole of the second film like shooting the, the undead monkey as a stress relief. Huh. Um. Yeah. All the others, as far as I'm aware, fully human. Did the monkey? Maybe the monkey stole an extra coin or something. I don't know. Weird. Maybe. I think they just put that in there as a as a just a gag. It's a fun thing, though. Yeah. It's not explained properly. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you can make the monkey OP. Um, but yeah. Mm. There you go. The monkey. I, re- I st- The monkey named Jack as well. I called him Jack. He's like, no, yeah. he named the monkey Jack. Cut that. Oh, fuck, I love Barbosa's comedy. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's end that there. We've got a new game coming up for segment three, so look forward to that. Mm. But uh, this is going to be the end of segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card, and this week Blue has a new game for us to play. Something he's had in the works, in the back of his mind for the last couple of weeks, but we've had other things to do in segment three. So, what is it? Well, so again, as I said in the first segment, yes, this is another uh, figment of being on the bus with too much time on my hands, <laughs> and I was like, hey, this might be a fun idea. Rules are very simple. I will give you two words. Okay. And you need to tell me what the similarity is between them. Okay. If you guess correctly, you get one point. What if I get some kind of a non-conventional answer that... If it's an answer that applies, but isn't the answer I've got written down, I will let you guess again. Okay. Um, if you want, you can ask for a third word. But if you ask for a third word, you will not get a point. If at any point you get a question wrong, you get minus one point. Okay. So I need to be net positive to actually score at all. Yes. But if to, to in order to not incur a penalty... You can go for a third and try and get, you know, 
because you don't lose any more points for for getting a third part, but you won't get any points if you have the third part. Okay. If I get one that you agree is correct, but isn't the one you have written down, and my second guess is wrong, can I not lose a point, or does do I still lose a point in that case? I'm afraid you'd still lose a point. Okay. All right, I, got I mean, it. it depends. If you have a really good fucking answer, and I'm like, you know what? You're fucking All right. right. Yeah, judge's it's discretion. my discretion, yeah. Yeah, judge's discretion. All right. Do you have a okay. name, a clever name for this one, or...? Uh, well, I was thinking, so, obviously, you know the game of Spot the Difference, but this would be the direct opposite of that, so it would be Spot the Similarity. But it's not quite as catchy, but it also no. kind of works. We'll think of something. Alright, let's hear it. Words. Okay, number one. By the way, it's a very eclectic mix, okay? Also, most of it's nerdy, but some of it is more weird than others, alright? Just throwing that out there now. I'm ready. Okay. First two words. Ursaring and money bags. What is the connection? So Ursaring is a Pokemon. Correct. Um, <coughs> I don't think it knows the move Payday. I didn't know Payday was a move, to be honest. Yeah, Payday is it, a Pokemon move. Uh, Meowth knows it. Uh, and if it uses it on an enemy Pokemon, you get money at the end of the battle. Um, huh. fun little factoid. Uh, t I don't know. Is there a? I'm I'm gonna lose a point right off the bat. Oh, give well, me a th actually third word. Yeah. Okay, third word. So you're gonna get no points if you get it correct, but you won't lose one if you do get it correct. The third word is Kuma. Huh. Does, I have does to that help? No, it doesn't at all. I'm completely stumped. Okay. Um, okay. I was actually hoping I would open up a little bit stronger than this. I, I like, I'm quite proud of my vocabulary. Um, that, that's fine. I mean, you'll only lose one point still. Okay. Even, even though. Well, I'm still going to take a guess. The thing that they have in common is... They're all nocturnal. Okay. The correct answer. Uh, this, if if you got this at home, you've probably played quite a lot of old games, um, and it is the Ursaring. What kind of Pokemon is Ursaring, Kaiser? It's a bear. What kind? What kind of character is Kuma, from Tekken? A bear. And Moneybags from Spyro, is a bear. They Wait, are Moneybags from who? From Spyro. Spyro oh, the Dragon? I'd never played Spyro. That was the disconnect. I was thinking, like, it's a bear. I thought you'd get it with Kuma, because I, I thought you'd have played Tekken enough. I to, have, Because you yeah. watch Donkey as well. I do, yeah. So I, I got I got the fact that, okay, bear? But what do bears have to do with money bags? <laughs> yeah, no, Mr. Moneybags. He's like a yeah, I was scammy thinking, trader. Alright, I, I, so I'm... Alright, negative one. I'm just gonna... One. I, cool. I'm gonna yeah, make one column for the these. negatives, and one column for the positives, and then I'll just add them up at the end. Um, Alright. I was trying to think of, like, maybe, maybe like, does he evolve from a raccoon or something like that, and they're, they look like bandits, they steal money bags or something? I don't know. <laughs> Alright, go he on. He doesn't evolve from a raccoon? He doesn't. That, that That's why I didn't say that answer. Oh, okay. Uh, right, so, second one. 
Your two words are Morgana and Arthas. I will say, I think this quiz is quite hard. Mm. But I think it's about... Because last thing I gave you, I think you fucking flew through it. The one with Raymond and you, you got like every single question right. So I think this is this is about time. So yes, Morgana yeah. and Arthas. I mean, they're both MOBA characters. Morgana's a mage from League of Legends, and Arthas is a... Um, I will I... specify that I mean the Morgana from uh, English history. Oh... Okay. That's different then. Uh, yeah, because she comes from the Aetherian legends. Um, uh, also, my, Are... uh, my, my, my understanding of her comes from the Merlin TV show. From the what show? <laughs> the Merlin TV show. It was a okay. BBC series. So I'm going to say that it has something to do, because I know Arthas, so they're, they're both kind of antagonistic characters. But I know that Arthas is a character that was, like, good and was corrupted in the pursuit of something like that. And I'm going to say that that's the similarity between them, is I think Morgana went through a similar thing where she was ostensibly, like, a good character and then um, was kind of corrupted and became evil. So I'm going to go with that. Is that right? I fucking nailed it. I'm Gosh. amazed. I thought that was a tough one, but no, you fucking nailed it. It was a tough uh, one. The- well, it actually worked out that you... Thank you for the, the hint that it was actually the historical one, because I know well, a lot yeah, about... yeah, that was only fair, because if yeah. you... Yeah. I know... Um, go on. I know a lot about, well, I mean, history, and mythology mm. in particular, so... The the third part of that would have been Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, which, again, good and corrupted. That would have given it away pretty pretty solidly, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Okay. I, I feel better now. All right, next one. You're, you're on... Net zero. Uh, okay. Two words. Apple and light. Oh, um, Death Note. Fucking nailed it. Yeah. So far. So, for, for the people who don't uh, get this, um, the main character in the anime Death Note is Yagami Light, and um, apples are the favored food of the uh, Shinigami, or Death Gods. Uh, that follows light around uh, throughout the series. Yep. Um, I thought, because apple and light are very generic words, I was hoping you might have thought of apple products, maybe, and light being like a light version I, of something. That would have been a good one, but I think it's because... Um, because we're such fucking nerds that that's the first thing we think well, about. <laughs> it's also because I, I actually, like, a month ago, rewatched like, the first ten episodes of Death Note. Uh, and so it's well, the, re- relatively fresh in my mind. The third part would have been diary, and you would have absolutely. Oh yeah, then it then it would have become it. obvious. Okay. Tuffy up next. Bummy, the two parts. Halo. Mm-hmm. And the Lion King. The, the word that po- what popped in my head was the circle of life. <laughs> it's like both rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my answer, but that was okay. the first thing that popped into my head. Um, hold on, let me let me think about this uh, for a second. Yeah. Uh, Halo and the Lion King. Yeah. 
This isn't going to be something like really eclectic, like I'm supposed to associate the lion with the guy from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and the fact that he's Jesus, and that has something to do with a halo, right? Uh, no, not that. Eclectic. Okay, yeah, that, but just, just so you know the kind of crazy connect the dots that my brain does, that, that actually legitimately popped into my head as a potential solution. I mean, like I said, it is a toughie, I think. Um, I'm going <clears> to <throat> say it has something to do with... You can ask for a third part, remember? Yeah, give me a third one. I'm, I'm, my guess was going to have something to do with the backstory of Simba getting like kicked off the rock and Master Chief being out on the, the outs. But okay. what is it? The third part is Zoo. I mean, Halo Three takes place in Africa. <laughs> And that, is like, Africa a zoo, Kaiser? No, but a lot of zoo animals, like the ones people go to see, they come from Africa, like rhinos and hippos and elephants and giraffes. All the cool animals come from Africa. Okay. Except for capybaras. They come from South America. Um, no, I'm going to say... Zoo. I'm really confused by this one. Um, I'm really curious how you're connecting these these together. Um, it's a toughie. If anyone else got that out there, I will be very surprised. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I'm gonna. Rats. Okay, I'm just gonna. T I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. Okay, and I'm gonna say it's because it's like a. Um, it's like a self-contained thing. Like halos, you're. It's all you know taking place in the ring. Um, Lion King, it's all taking place around Pride Rock and a zoo. You're all trapped inside the zoo. It's all self-contained ecosystems. Should I put you out your misery? Go for it. You're gonna fucking hate this. The connection is warthogs. <laughs> Pumba, the I, warthog from Halo, and the zoo. I can't, I can't even be mad at that one. That was so, that was good. I like that. Oh my god, uh, man! There you go. Okay, so that's uh, back to even again. Uh, the next one, first two parts, bolts and bells. Warhammer. Is that your answer? What? Is that your answer? Um, no. Let me just think of bolt and bells. Bolts, bolts and, and bells. Yeah, the reason I'm thinking about that is Warhammer pops up because of the bolt gun, and then they're like a religious thing, so there's bells and stuff. Um, yeah, I'll just go with that, Warhammer. I, I'm not confident in this one. Oh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Give me a third one. Okay. Bolts, bells... And bullets. God, now I actually liked my first answer really good. Um, fuck it, I'll stick with Warhammer. Okay, stick with Warhammer. The answer is... They are all forms of game currencies. Oh... Bolts are from Ratchet and Clank, bells are from Animal Crossing, and bullets are from many games... Such as Fallout 
Wait, is Fallout actually? No, I'm they thinking use of, caps. Um, yeah, um, the Russian underground one. Yeah, Metro. Metro. Um, fun factoid, it is still a law from, it's a law from like the 1800s or something like that, but in my home state, it is illegal to pay for anything with bullets. Lovely. It's illegal to do that anyway, but yes, you. It, it, is, it is a crime in my state to give someone bullets in exchange for something else. I see. Uh, right, the next one. Uh, you'll either get this one or you won't get this one, I feel like. Uh, tiny and Cortex. What, Brainlet? Um... I Looks feel... like it's gonna be a big old note for this. <laughs> give me, give me a, give me a third one. Uka Uka. You definitely want to get this. It's like a banjo kazooie reference. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm at a loss on this one. This, I feel like this is a game that I haven't played or a TV show I haven't watched. Okay, uh, they are all villains from Crash Bandicoot. Oh. New Cortex, Tiny Tiger. I uh, even had like I knew it was like one of those like rare games, like rare. Yeah, when games. you said Banjo Kazooie, I was like, I'm gonna shut up because he's quite close. <laughs> yeah, just, I God, I I it sounded like Crash Bandicoot. God, I was I was close. I was on the right the right track. It was it was a '90s video game character reference. Mm. I just had the wrong '90s video game. <laughs> Uh, okay, right, next one. Yeah. Planes and Trainer. I'll be disappointed if you don't get this one. Planes and Trainer? Hmm. I'm thinking of, um, unfortunately, I'm thinking of Mass Effect now, because one of the main characters' names is Trainer, and you fly around in a ship, but that that's not right. Um... I think you're probably going to be disappointed in me then, because I'm having a hard time with this one. I mean, is it a Pokemon thing? Like, the HM Fly? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of Trainer. How unoriginal do you think I am that I'd use Pokemon in two questions? <laughs> I don't know. Um, give me the third word. Black Hole. Huh. Now I'm even more confused. Really? Yeah. Um, it's not FTL. What? What's some space thing that we've done or talked about or watched? Planes, trainer, and black hole. I feel like I'm going to be just like slapping myself when you tell me what this is, but... Um, I don't know. The... Fuck. <laughs> uh, the Expanse? Is that your final answer? Yeah. If I told you, and by the way, this is past the point of no return, um, if I just said Magic the Gathering... Uh, 
Is there a card game that we've played recently? Planes is a Magic the Gathering card. Black Hole is a Yu-Gi-Oh, is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. So just, they're all trading card games. Yeah, Black Hole, Planes, and, and Trainer is, is a, a type Pokemon of Pokemon card. card. Yep, I got it now. <laughs> I just wasn't making the association. Yeah, they're For all... shame, Kaiser. Duncan will be angry. <laughs> First of all, Black Hole is, is banned in Yu-Gi-Oh. And? It's still a trading card. Yeah, it's, it still exists. I'm just saying. <laughs> or is it Dark Hole that's banned? One of the others. I haven't played that uh, card. Black Hole before. is, because it's... Uh, wait, is it actually called Dark Hole? It might I be called, called Dark Hole. Oh. I don't okay. know. That's how I remember it. Doesn't uh, matter. Okay. Uh, number eight. Wolf and Harmonica. Jesus. I suck at this. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do you think you fucking nailed the Morgana Arthas one? Oh, it was a history question combined with a video game question. And and Death Note, you nailed that as well, but ever since then, you've just been fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Um... Wolf and Harmonica. I feel like this is going to be a reference to some, like, grizzled military person. Um, and for whatever reason, I'm thinking of... You're gonna love the third part of it, then, if you do ask for it. Okay, I, I probably will have to. I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid for some reason, but I don't know. Um, give me, yeah, give me the third one. The third part is you. I mean... I played the harmonica when I was a kid, I play Wolf on Super Smash Brothers, and I am me. <laughs> <laughs> just dude. I'm afraid I can't accept that as an answer. You can't accept me. <laughs> I cannot accept Why can't you, you accept me, Blue? <laughs> Get back in that cupboard. Oh god. Um oh, that closet. Wolf harmonica and me. Yep. I feel like there's another one where you're gonna be fucking kicking yourself. I probably will be, because this is this is actually like stumping me now. Um, what else could these have to do? Like, harm harmonica? The harmonica was one of the items in that game we played last night. When I was what, playing as the captain. Drama? Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know you had one. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my yeah. optional things. If I didn't want a pipe, I could have taken a harmonica. Uh, Alright, what is it? You're gonna really fucking hate yourself. Um, Matt from Digimon. Oh. The wolf being Garurumon. Yep, yeah, and he played the harmonica, harmonica, and. Yep. yep. He's called Matt. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, bam. Okay. Uh, number nine. Yeah. Nice and easy one. Good, uh, I need an Russian. Easy one. Yeah. And Inferno. Oh come on, man! Is it? Well, no. Hold on. My first, uh, my my first instinct was to say Molotov cocktail, um, but I'm thinking you were going more for the uh, the whole like rah rah Rasputin song. Um. Yeah. Okay. What's your answer? Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. 
that Russian disco song. Okay, you don't want the third part. I don't want the third part. I'm just going to go for I need a point. Okay. You're wrong. Okay. The third part would have been Dust. Okay. Inferno and Dust are both CSGO maps. Predominantly played by Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, this is this is where my mind went to. I was like Russian, okay, and then Inferno, and my mind went Disco Inferno, and then I remembered the music video for Rara Rasputin, and I was like, okay, you went down a wrong rabbit hole. <laughs> I this is this is the tricky thing about this, um, like the the way that my brain works is like you give me two concepts and my blood. I'll just, like, go through, like, a connected dots game where you've taken all the numbers away and just draw mm. something random. <laughs> like, that, that, that that's how my thinking process works. I would say these are a bit more... The, the ones that I had were more cohesive than molds of cocktails, personally, but I, I don't know. Russian I, I Inferno? Could... Vodka? You, like, that's where you make a Molotov what cocktail. What does Inferno and Vodka have to do with each other? <laughs> It's how you make a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> uh, if you, I don't know. If you'd said straight up just Molotov cocktail, I might have given you. A, I might have said no. Guess again. But okay. Rah rah Rasputin, definitely not. Disco and uh, <laughs> number ten. Ramen and Fox. Oh, Naruto. Bam. Thank fuck. You finally got one. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm, I'm two for two on the anime ones. <laughs> well, yeah, well, is, did you want an anime? I guess, yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm, I'm two for three. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, a really tricky one now. Uh, dinosaurs and mm -hmm. fishing. Uh... Well, I think we just talked about it earlier. Monster Hunter. That's not the answer, but I'll let you guess again. Okay. Dinosaurs and fishing. <sighs> We've already used Digimon. Hmm. Um. Maybe this was a tough one, I thought. I mean, it could be Animal Crossing. You look for fossils in that, and you also do a lot of fishing. Um... Dinosaurs and fishing. I, I, I'll go with that. Animal Crossing. You sure you don't want the third part? Fine. Give me the third part. Book. Oh. <laughs> We're talking about Dino Pimp. Is that so, your final answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the Dino Erotica that we talked about on the podcast before, right? Incorrect. Wait, really? What are we talking about? Dinosaur Pimp was about tacos. Oh, come Ravished on. by the Triceratops was the dinosaur fishing. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say only minus half a point if you're for that one, because you just got the wrong book, but you get the general area of it. <laughs> okay. I thought Monster Hunter was a really good really good one it was a guess and that it was a good guess and that's why i said you can guess again um 
number 12. Yeah. Hot water and games. Uh, keep talking and no one explodes. This is more of a lateral thinking one. Well, that, that's what I mean. That's why I guess keep talking and no one explodes, because, you know, it's a game and you're in hot water. Okay, that's your guess? No, it isn't. Um, it's a fucking terrible guess. Hot water and... You know what? Fuck it. That is my guess. Incorrect. What was it? Steam. Oh. I was Hot water and games. I was thinking a little bit too metaphorical there. That's why I get the clue of more lateral thinking. Well, uh, I thought I was thinking very laterally. That's very literally. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, number 13. Yeah. Sea creature and games. Call it Cthulhu? Uh, I'll let you guess again. Uh, well, it could be the thing we just played, the Barrow Trauma, or it could be We Need to Go Deeper, or Subnautica. I'll let you guess again. Okay. God. <laughs> Granted, when I wrote this, we hadn't been playing Barrow Trauma. <laughs> I'm just thinking, sea creature in games, there's, like, a pretty tremendous amount of things I could guess with that. Uh... uh I feel like I should give you an extra bonus because you're right, there is too much. Um, you feel there. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, let's see. What other games could we possibly have associated with sea creature in games? Uh, to an extent, Mass Effect Andromeda. There's a planet that has sea creatures on it. Um, actually, Mass Effect 3. There are sea creatures that are a major plot in one of the DLCs. Um, uh, the uh, sea creature has eight arms. An octopus. Octopath Traveler. Wait, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God, what, what game have we played with an octopus? I think you need to go down a different rabbit hole. And that's the last clue I'll give. Well, I've 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 already guessed Cthulhu. Um Huh. Sea creature in games and it's not any of those. Do you want to go for the third part? I might as well. Yeah. Uh media. Oh my god. First of all, a squid has ten arms. No, it has eight. What? No, it doesn't. A squid has ten. An octopus has eight. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, has two eyes, a beak, eight arms, and two feeding tentacles. It has eight, ten tentacles. Alright. Tentacles. Just because... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tentacles. No, just because... <laughs> like some I just looked it up and it says eight arms, right? Ever Fuck since off. I was a kid, they taught it as ten. Just because some new scientist decides it only has eight now and the other two are called something <laughs> different, it still has ten. Just because some you... jackass tells me Pluto's too small to be a planet doesn't mean it's not nine planets. So fuck off, science. 
<laughs> do, would you? Do you really think you would have got it based on that? Yes. I bullshit. No. It's a squid. But Wait, I got you're it. Not anyway. losing a point because you got it, right? But like, <laughs> I did get it. But. <laughs> Um, so okay. you said eight, and I'm like, okay, so it has to be an octopus. Like, immediately squid went out of my mind. It couldn't be a kraken, couldn't be a squid, it has to be an octopus, because he said eight. Just, just giving you the cold, hard Google facts here. And that was a bonus, like, that was me helping you out, anyway. I know it was. That's That was a net zero. <laughs> okay. Number 14. Yeah. Ghosts and Theater. Phantom of the Opera. Fucking bam. See, some of them I think, man, he's just super easy. He's going to fucking nail this and he doesn't get them. And then other ones where I'm like, he's never going to get this. I feel like that comes up quite a lot in our quizzes. Yeah. This happens. Um, they're, 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 it happens the other way around, too, where I'll, I'll ask you questions I think are quite easy. And you don't get them, like, you struggle with them. And then I'll ask you questions, I'm like, oh, he's going to have trouble with this. And then... Yeah. All right, and the final question. All right. See how negative exactly I will be. Tree and calendar. Tree and what? Calendar. Calendar. Oh, Christmas. Bam. There we go. Yeah. I, I thought you maybe were like being a little bit more clever, and it was going to be like advent calendar or something like that. I was, I was ending it on a fun one because we're coming up to it. That's why uh, I appreciate that. So I only am negative three and a half. Okay. <laughs> I, I had eight and a half negative points and five positive points. Yeah, you started off pretty well. You had a negative part at the beginning, then you pulled it back a little bit at the end. Yeah, I was I was one for one for the first five or six questions, and then I just yeah. tanked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god. I did have a lot of fun with that, though. I, I, I liked the concept. Thank you. Yes, it, it does get a bit like when the more abstract ones is kind of like... What, it, it does also come down to a bit of, like, psychology. Like, I'm trying to think of what you would associate those two words with. Because, yeah, obviously, I, it, I mean, it became obvious that some of the things that you thought of as obvious associations, my brain just went in a completely different direction. I think that's a good name for it, actually. Obvious associations. Oh, hey. There we go. We yeah. have the name. This is the first uh, obvious associations game. Boom. All right. Uh, and with yeah, that? hopefully people at home got better than Kaiser. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be hard actually. <laughs> I feel like my favorite one. Actually, I got two favorite ones. Either mm. Morgana and Arthas. I did like I that, that one. Was a good one. I really like that uh, one too. Or the Halo and Lion King one. I even though I got that one wrong, once you told me, I loved it. I love yeah. the association. <laughs> uh, yeah, now you'll think of Pumbra every time you get in a get in a vehicle in Halo. <laughs> the uh, and then the the classic meme from Red vs. Blue. Uh, it's not called the Warthog; it's called a Puma, which also would have fit most of those. Yeah, a Puma. <laughs> no, Puma. Anyway. Yeah, I know. But all right. Well. Hopefully you enjoyed. That is going to be the end of uh, episode 72 of the TMCJ podcast. Next week will be our Christmas episode, uh, so look forward to that, and uh, see you next week.